0: to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is episode number 35 and I am Craig.
1: And I am Britt.
0: And Britt, we're here for another exciting episode of the Nuts Podcast. Yes. We have some big news. We do. But first, as we always start, what beer
1: do you have? Well, I have a variety of beers in front of me today because I brought one for myself and then you said, hey, let's try some sampling stuff. So right in front of me right now, I have Crystal Whipped IPA by Bronx Brewery. Out of Bro- I'm presuming Bronx, New it's York. Bronx, New York. Yep. Um, I've heard of their stuff, but I've never been to the brew, so I have no idea. Um, it's got a very strong nose. Uh, it's hazy. Um, it has shade a shade of winter. Yeah, it's it's got a very strong hue to it. So it does. Um, I'll let you try it first. So you right. go go ahead and go for it. Then we're also going to be reviewing. Uh, we're going to have a, a something by Sierra Nevada and something by Collective Arts today. So, huh. Okay, go ahead. Talk to it's, people while um, I taste this.
0: Like I said, the nose is strong, and it's it definitely has a bite to it. It's very hoppy to me.
1: The bites on the front end, it's very, oh, ooh, there's a real, there it is. oh, there it is, late. There's a front end bite, then there's a mellow middle, and then there's a back end bite, too. Which and is it's harder. hoppy all around. The back end is definitely harder, hoppier. <clears throat> the back end go. is hoppier than the front end. Not bad.
0: Not bad. I don't right. think I
1: could sit around all night and drink
0: this. No, but um, for you know, each of us drinking half a can, it's not yeah, bad. Yeah, Absolutely,
1: not bad at all. Not bad at all. No, so a <laughs> lot going on. Believe it or not, you know we were worried when the season ended we were <laughs> gonna that? have stuff to talk about. <laughs> it's just it's constant. So we have a lot to talk about, but we have an exciting announcement up first. So don't Craig, da-da-da. I broke the news earlier on Twitter. So why don't you break Did. the news to our listeners? Uh,
0: so officially, if you use a service called Spotify, correct. They are now doing podcasts, and you can find our podcast, all the episodes on Spotify. Every
1: single one, including the special episodes with their original release dates, are all on there. Yep. So, and that the, I, I discovered that today. We requested a certification for podcasts about a week, week and a half ago. Um, we were told upfront, pod that. Spotify does not take everybody who walks up to their door.
0: See, I didn't know that.
1: um, That they are somewhat selective and that the first thing that they do is scan your podcast to make sure you're not using any illegal content. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, we... We just
0: use Apple Loops. That's it.
1: (laughs) And and we passed uh, passed their certification process and we are now happy to say as another way for you to access, if you go into Spotify and just search Fig Nuts you will find us the go. only response you will get under the podcast list. You'll get other stuff because apparently the Foo Fighters have a song called Fig Nuts.
0: Which we did not know.
1: I didn't know. Um, and there's a couple of users who use the word Fig Nut in their profile names, and they have playlists. Can we trademark this? Uh, we probably, we probably should. should at some point. <laughs> um, but if you go, to, if you search Fig Nuts and you go down to <clears throat> podcast, you will find us right away. In all our glory. So you got iTunes, you've got Stitcher, you've got Google Play, now you've got Spotify, you can always go to To Libsyn itself.
0: you got got the website.
1: Yeah, we've got just so many ways for you to access our podcast and we thank all of you for tuning in today. So
0: So, hi, Deb.
1: So let's get that out of the way. Hi, Deb. Um, We'll probably have some time to talk about, uh, we had a a lovely evening out with Deb, which I remember most of, Saturday night. Um, (laughs) I had a lot of beer Saturday night. I, did. I remember everything. I really do. Good. I, That's I, good. Yeah. I mean, uh, we played a, a fantastic game where Craig tried to kill us all um, and elude a city in the process. We'll probably talk a little bit about that. I did. But uh, first, let's get to the football stuff first. <clears throat>
0: There's a lot of football stuff. There's
1: a lot of football stuff. Let's let's go straight to Burning Hot Take Questions. All right. Um, I'll I'll give the first one this week. Let me okay. get my notes up here. All right. Craig and I have uh, used the magic of the Apple iPhone to be able to create a notepad where we can both add notes to it um and craig has been diligent about adding notes on a regular basis i go on the day of the podcast and just be (laughs) like oh here's like the top 10 things we should talk about so okay so craig oh you did add more stuff today i did oh my god i haven't read any of this i'm totally unprepared good use some of that stuff for burning hot take questions because i have no idea okay so the nfl has a new official pizza sponsor they do yes Pizza Hut. They
0: say goodbye
1: to Papa. Yep. Pizza. Well, you, you don't have to. Pizza Hut is the new official sponsor as Papa John's has decided to end its affiliation formally with the NFL. And it is going to focus on its unique partnership with 22 of the existing teams, which I didn't take the time to look up and see what 22 teams nah, are. Here, and, here and to there. focus its marketing efforts on star players. Who benefits more from this deal? Papa John's going more regional in the NFL or Pizza Hut for coming in and saying, "Okay, this is an opening we can take advantage of.
0: Um, I'm going to say, excuse me, it's uh, I think it's a win win on both sides.
1: You, you don't think one side benefits or loses more? This is
0: really huge for Pizza Hut. I mean, personally, I like Domino's better, but that's me. If I had to pick one, and again, because where we are, we're very spoiled with pizza. Yeah, we've had
1: that conversation on this podcast yeah, yeah. before. So There's a lot have, of good again, smaller restaurants. If around I had to pick
0: between those three places, right. I would pick Domino's
1: over Pizza Hut and Papa John's. Yes. See, I like Papa John's a little bit better personally, but yes, Papa John's is like if you're asking me to rank pizza places, they're like 27th on my list because of all the great options in our area.
0: Yeah. Um, um, but so this gives Pizza Hut um, a lot more exposure. Um, it's the NFL. And I think it will help Papa John's kind of rebrand that. I don't want to say rebrand themselves, but re- well, they look terrible after how they handled handle. Yeah, this season. it's re- a, a new PR step. I'll say that. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: I I like I like the move for Pizza Hut. I think they're going to benefit a lot from it. You um, know, I, I don't think Papa John's was really. I mean, other than they were on every broadcast,
0: and they had Peyton Manning doing commercials. Well,
1: he's a franchise owner.
0: That's true. He owns like
1: three of them out in Colorado. So, you know, there's there's that. So, I mean, I, I think it's I think you I think you've got a point. It's a win win. I think Papa John's walks away um, with more money in its pocket. It's going to be cheaper for them to pursue this route. But um, it's it's gonna be it's still I think a loss for them in, in in the end run. So, all right, Craig, question to you.
0: All right, let's go through the notes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. a lot of notes this we week. Do have a lot I mean, of it's notes.
1: surprising how much stuff has already happened. And I mean, the the combine just started. We don't even have any news from the combine yet. And there's just so much going on in the NFL. There's little stuff here and there, all over the place.
0: Yeah. Um. So your um. I don't know how you feel, because someone got cut. Okay. Um, Jonathan Stewart.
1: You know, and, and this is let's, let's remind this for folks. March 1st is a big day in a lot of contracts. There's a lot of roster bonuses that hit if you're on the roster on March 1st. Yep. So that's part of why these cuts happen, like, right at the end of February. So, who, I'm sorry, who was that? Uh,
0: Jonathan Stewart was cut by the Panthers. Really? He's been there since 2008. How do you hmm. feel? Now, they have Christian McCaffrey. Is this who, a
1: vote of confidence in
0: him? I mean, he's not. He's can catch the ball clearly, but I don't know if he has like the, the running back. I don't know stamina. Well, Playing the whole game. I don't know if they have because they were doing a tandem the entire year.
1: Is this a cap move on your on their part? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know what they save Three
0: million. It's not even.
1: That's nothing. Particularly with the cap schedule, they go free up
0: three million dollars by cutting him. So that's really nothing.
1: I'm looking right now at a list of NFL Network. Um, ranked the top like 50 or 100 uh free agents i'm pulling up the free agents by position right now i i hope i'm pulling up free agents (laughs) by position right now (laughs) all
0: right this is not we'll never know all
1: right you know i'll just scroll the list uh levy on bells are restricted yep all right this is just completely broken down wow (laughs) technology has failed oh here we go Brittany is on
0: a windows tablet by the way not his phone
1: Right. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to run down a quick list. This okay. is everyone who is got some level of free agency in the running back pool. All right. So in your mind, kind of just keep a running count. People you would think would be a better fit or as good a fit as Jonathan Stewart is in the Panthers. Okay. Le'Veon Bell, Garrett Blunt, Alfred Blue, Rex Burkhead, Jamal Charles, Isaiah Crowell, Orleans Darkwa, Andre Ellington, Frank Gore, Jeremy Hill, Carlos Hyde, Chris Ivory, Deion Lewis, Jarek McKinnon, Doug Martin, Alfred Morris, Charles Sims, Darian Sproles, Jonathan Stewart, obviously, Shane Vereen, Terrence West, and Damian Williams. There's like, I didn't count, like 20, 25 names there. Yeah. Probably at least 15 of them are a better fit than Jonathan Stewart because of his age. I mean, Bell definitely. Well, Doug Martin
0: got cut too.
1: Right, and he's on this list. Bell, definitely. Blunt, probably. Alfred Blue, I'll pass on. Rex Burkhead, yes. Jamal Charles, I'll pass on. Isaiah Crowell. uh, Orleans Darkwa, sure. Andre Ellington, maybe. Frank Gore. Frank Gore, yes. Jeremy Hill, yes. Carlos Hyde, yes. So you think
0: due to age, you think Frank Gore is a better fit than Jon Stewart?
1: I think so. He's more durable. True. Frank Gore has missed a game in four years. (laughs) I wish I could quit you, Frank Gore. (laughs) But, I mean, like, Jarek McKinnon, Deion Lewis, Who's Alfred also, Morris.
0: He said he's up for a change. He, uh, who he, did? He, Deion Lewis. Well, he said his main thing is to make sure he's valued.
1: Oh, geez. Well, we know New England counts on discounts to keep people, so that's going to be a big deal for him, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know what? I, to a certain extent, the list of guys who are available is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that might be what they're banking on. I mean, you got to think that's what they're banking on. I-, I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you what I do know. What do you know? We're 11 minutes into the podcast, that's right. and my beer is empty.
0: Uh-oh. Do we try the next one? Yeah, what is this? All right, let's open it up. Uh, Sierra Nevada
1: Hazy Little Thing IPA. Okay. Um. All right, I'm scared of this, but I'll <laughs> open this. Um, all right, so while I'm opening this, question yeah. the third to Craig. Okay. Did you see the curling final? For uh, the me- for the I men? saw clips. Okay, so let me let me uh, preempt this by I saying I also know
0: the Simpsons predicted it. Yeah, they really did.
1: Let me preempt this by saying I oh, I got to make some corrections. Okay, I totally it, it is not Craig Aria. It's Craig Alyssa is the name of the island where all the granite in the world comes from. I okay. said Aria during the last podcast. All right, and I also said the foremost um stone maker in the world was in canada they're called k's of scotland they're called k's of scotland for a reason
0: because they're in scotland
1: because they're in scotland <laughs> what is in canada is one of the best stone finishing companies wow. so there's a lot of times like apparently the stones for my club we purchased we ordered the stones yep. they were mined at craig alisa Shipped to K's of Scotland for um, shaping, and then shipped to Canada for finishing,
0: and then shipped to you, and
1: then shipped to us. And the only reason they did finishing in Canada was because there is a huge weight for finishing on stones of K's of Scotland. They are a massive. So they're a small company, but because they're, it's, it's like. It's, it's, a, it's a very refined skill making these curling stones. It's like being a master brewer in like a, a, a single malt distillery kind of thing. Yep. You just don't have like 50 guys doing it on an assembly line. It takes, like they said, if you're lucky, you can make a stone every week or two, is from what no, I read. really? Right. Wow. So you, how many do you order at a time? Uh, we ordered three sheets of stones. That's uh, 16 times, that's 48 stones. Wow. So that's a year's worth of stones a year worth of materials if we had asked them to do it so can't the canadians were able to take on the thing so they basically rounded the stones out shipped them here for the canadians to finish so so those were some errors i made in terms of like where stones come from but there are a couple, a couple companies are mainly in scotland and canada that do stones but all the stone all the granite in the world for curling basically comes from one gigantic rock in the middle of the water out by scotland called craigalisa so all right so clarifications there
0: which is what my name's after
1: you're named after, you're named after Craig, Craig?
0: No, that's where the origin of Craig comes is it? from. Does yes. it mean like
1: rock or something? Yes. You're Italian.
0: Yeah, well, my mother was in love with a soap opera actor, and his name is Craig. His
1: name is Cryag?
0: was <laughs> <It is>. Okay.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so before we get in further into the gold medal match, let's right. try this beer. This is Sierra Nevada's Hazy Little Thing IPA. Okay. Go ahead. Very citrusy smelling. Hazy is absolutely the word cannot for it. cannot see through it. You cannot, but you get light penetration through it. All right, I'm going to
0: try this. All right, I'm just going to try it first. There it goes, the first sip. He's considering it, and the answer is...
1: Oh, New England style, whole way.
0: Oh, yeah, citrusy?
1: Oh, very orangey.
0: Very orangey, eh?
1: Very orangey. Go for it. I don't mind this at all. The orangeness is offsetting the hoppiness, and they both kind of hit at the same time, and it's making the experience smooth out for me. All right, Craig, what do you think?
0: Yeah, that is a lot more... A lot more smooth.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do like that a then lot better. Than the last one.
0: <clears throat> Very citrusy, though. Very
1: citrusy. I mean, they're both great in their own rights, but I could definitely drink two or three of these hazy little things and be fine. So, all right. So, great great job by those two guys. Um, All right. So, the gold medal match. Yes. Happened in the middle of the night. It did. Um, I woke up at 4 o'clock to watch, like, the last three ends of it, and I woke up at the right time. I talked a lot during the last one about how curling looks on the surface to be a very simple game, but it's very strategy oriented. That is absolutely how this game broke down for seven ends. They kind of went back and forth, back and forth. It was five, five in the eighth end. Sweden called timeout with one stone to throw.
0: Oh, you get timeouts. You get one the entire game. Yes.
1: And don't forget the the rule is if your clock runs out, you have a countdown clock that runs every time. It's your turn to shoot until you deliver the stone. If that clock hits zero, you lose the game. Period. doesn't make a difference if you're up 10 to 7. doesn't matter and if how you're... how long is the clock? I don't remember. Off the top of my head, 17 minutes per team? Something like that? It's 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 plenty of time. It's okay. plenty of time if you practice and, and you're, you're, you're aware of how the clock works. You can't dilly-dally, though, unless you're later in a game and you look up and you've got so a lot of time. So you're saying
0: running. Sean has not lost a game due to clock management?
1: Um, no, because at our level, at the club level, we don't use the clock. It's just okay. for it's just for for qualifying in national events. Um, so Sweden was wanted to talk about. It, so they called their timeout, and again, I don't speak Swedish, but it looked like they had two options. Option one was to put a stone right up against the American stones, and by putting a stone there and kind of using the stones as a blockade, they could they could use them as backing, is what we use the term for the Americans would not have been able to get the stone out of there without wrecking everything. And thusly, what you do is you limit the Americans to one point because the best the point they can do is get one stone closer to the one that you just put into their pile and that you only you count every stone that's closer to your nearest opponent's. So that would have been one point. Okay. That was option one. All right. Option two was to try and redirect, called a hit and roll. It's when you aim for an opponent's stone, but you try to hit it on an angle and redirect your stone towards the center. That's a hit and roll. If they had done that, they would have rolled behind a whole other pile of stones, been nearly impossible to move. I don't even, I'm going to use the word impossible. Would have been impossible to move. They could have stolen a point and gone up six to five. Okay. If they had done that and stolen the point, it would have shifted who had the last rock at the end of the game. Because again, it's whoever scores last has to give up the last rock. It would have set themselves up to be, even if the Americans had scored in the ninth end, to be having the last rock and still only down a point or two. And that's a really good situation to be in. They made the decision that instead of trying to protect the lead, they were going to play for the steal. And they missed the shot.
0: Oh, He threw
1: a little bit long and the stone didn't rest up against the Americans. It impacted... And then rebounded slightly out. It rolled slightly out. That gave the Americans a chance to hit that stone out because it wasn't sitting up against things. And the Americans took five points and went up ten to five. And oh, that was pretty much the end one of the game. Missed shot. And that's what it is. They played a very solid game. One strategy decision with a missed shot cost Sweden a shot at the gold medal. If Sweden hits that shot, they go up six to five. Typically speaking, you always try to limit your, your opponent to one or two. So, in the ninth end, let's say the Americans take two. It's 7-6 America. Sweden has the last shot. They're playing for worst case scenario, a shot to tie and force the extra end. Worst case. And if they can take two oh, points, see. they win it straight out. It was like playing for home field advantage, basically. So, they, it, and that's why I said strategy is huge. It was an epic decision. If they had just decided to be play it safe they would have been in a different situation and they could have possibly won it. So it was an all or nothing shot. All or nothing shot. So that was fascinating to me about it. What so time did
0: that uh, match end?
1: Like 6 a.m.?
0: <clears throat> what time did it start?
1: 1.30 in the morning. Okay. Um, it must have been around 4, 4, 4, 4, four 4.30. I mean, international matches are timed differently. There's a break after the fifth end um, to give teams an opportunity to recoup and get something to drink. Um, it, it's different. So, I mean, a typical eight-end match takes about two hours. So you'd figure about two and a half hours normally. Then you add in breaks and TV time and things like that. It took a couple hours, so. But that's so you didn't see it. You missed it. I missed it. All right, we got to sit down and show you this match because the the strategy part I of saw it clips, but that was, was it. epic, and that's why I wanted to bring it up as our, our last question today. So I'm sorry you yeah. missed that.
0: And the um the Simpsons actually beat Sweden in that episode too.
1: The Swedes are really good. I believe they're the number one men's team
0: in the world. Um, Not anymore. And, well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and their skip did not play good. He did he just did not play well. Now,
0: here's a question. Yeah. Is the same person always throwing the stone?
1: No, it rotates. Oh, rotates. Yeah. So you've got four positions. You've got a lead, yep. a second, the vice, and the skip. The lead throws the first two stones. Okay. When he's throwing, the second and the vice are sweeping and the skip. Unless the skip is throwing, the skip is always in the house calling the shot. And the other guys rotate. So the
0: skip is not sweeping.
1: Only in very rare circumstances. Like if he comes out to help a stone, that would be it. But normally he's in the house. That was John Schuster. That was the dude in the hat. So you got your lead. He throws the first two. Then your second goes to throw and Mm. the lead becomes a sweeper. So now the second's throwing your lead and your vice
0: are your sweepers. Then it switches again.
1: Then the vice goes to throw his rocks and the lead and the second are the sweepers and the skip is. Now when the skip comes to go throw his rocks, the vice takes over in the house. And the lead and the second continues. So the to sweep.
0: skip throws but doesn't sweep.
1: Correct. All right. Gotcha. Correct. In some circumstances they do, but it's very, very rare. Very, very rare. The skips, the skip's job is to make sure the first six stones go the way that he wants them to go in the house, and then to throw two stones at the end. Basically. Okay. That's why actually personally, when I'm playing, I like to play Vice. Because the Vice gets to start off as a sweeper, then he goes and he throws two stones after he and when it's his turn. And then when he's done throwing stones, he gets to be the skip. He gets to try a little bit of everything on the ice. That's the only position where every end you do everything: you throw, you sweep, you call. Everything happens in, in being a vice, and that's why I love that position so much. Hmm. Not a very good one, I'll be honest. <laughs> but I love doing it. So, okay, so that was our curling update, and that ends that was. our curling coverage <laughs> for the uh, Olympics. So um, let's move on to some of the news and notes. Case Keenum yep. reports that the Vikings will not put the franchise tag on him. Yep. And then Rick Spielman shows up today at the Combine and says, we have made no decisions on who we will be using the franchise tag on. We have made no decisions on what quarterbacks we will pursue. pursue. First off, who do you believe? You believe the report or do you believe Spielman?
0: Uh, it's so right. I really don't know what they're between Minnesota. Seriously, between Minnesota and up until last week, Jacksonville I had no idea what the hell they were doing. Okay. Especially with their with their quarterbacks.
1: Well, you're just excited. Blake Bortles got the <clears> extension. That's I am. We should talk about that <laughs> at some point, too.
0: <laughs> but again, like I was saying last week, he, they have the Viking has three quarterbacks, right? Are they going to try to sign Kirk Cousins and get rid of all three of them and draft a rookie?
1: That's the word on the street, is that they're going to go all in on Kirk Cousins and maybe keep Bridgewater or Bradford as a backup. I don't know. I think Bridgewater might sign as a backup just because he's not, you know, 100% and he feels like he's got something to prove, but you're not going to keep Bradford and Keenum that way, I don't think. Probably not. There's just too much involved. Oh, sorry.
0: Now Keenum, Keenum has a, you know, he's pretty much proved he can start.
1: But if you're not going to franchise tag Keenum, you damn well better get Kirk Cousins. I mean, the other quarterbacks on the list. Here comes here here comes the list. tablet. <laughs> oh God, here we go again. <laughs> Does it work? Okay, so the following quarterbacks are. Let's go, this is. Oh no.
0: Oh uh, boy. Uh, Ta- okay, here we are we're okay. Is. I'm okay. We're good.
1: Let's go one at a time because it's a shorter list. Mm, okay. Sam Brad. This is free agent quarterbacks. Kay. Sam Bradford. He's the guy you don't want to resign. Right. Drew Brees already says he wants to resign in New Orleans. Teddy Bridgewater, he's one of the guys you don't want to resign. Kirk Cousins, he's the guy you want.
0: Jay Cutler, no one wants him. <laughs> he doesn't want him.
1: And that's, and, and, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we drive off a cliff. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert, oh, Mike Glennon, who got cut? Yeah, well, that which is why he's on yeah. the list. Case Keenum, AJ McCarron, Josh McCown. Wow. Who on that list, other than Drew Brees and Kirk Cousins, can you say you like better than, like, say, Case Keenum? All right. I'm going to go down the list again. You tell me who you would rather start over Case Keenum if you're the Minnesota Vikings. Bradford? Yep. Brees? Mm -hmm. You would start both of them over Keenum? Well, Brees. All right. So Brees is a yes. Bradford's a no. Bridgewater?
0: No. Cousins? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Cutler? No, Gabbert. No,
1: Glennon. No, McCarron. Maybe McCown. No. <laughs> so we had one yes and two maybes. Yes, and the yes we had is a guy who's trying to stay with his current team, right? I, I you've got it. You've got to be banking on Kirk Cousins if this is what route you are going to go. You have to be. There is no other way you can make this work. And if you don't get Kirk Cousins, you are screwed.
0: You are. Then what do you do if you are Kate? What if you do if you are uh, Keenum? say they don't get cousins. Now you're now
1: you've got all the power.
0: They're like give me a dump truck full of money. Yeah.
1: Because if, all right so we're presuming they don't use the franchise tag. Yep. And they go they're going to go full in on cousins. Then yeah, now it's a you you didn't use the <clears> franchise tag cuz you didn't want to guarantee me money and or it hurt yourself in the cousins negotiation. Now you're going to give me the money you were going to give cousins.
0: Yep. Now here's a quick aside for okay. people that just found us on Spotify. Yes, welcome. Qu- quick welcome quickly to def- if they don't know football yeah. quickly to find what it means to um, franchise tag them
1: okay so franchise tag there's three different types of franchise tags which last week I had on the screen so I would highly recommend you go back to episode 34 <laughs> and re- review the section on franchise tags because there's a lot more description in there <laughs> but ba- basically it prevents them from signing from a no- with another team either exclusively or with compensation so The first one is, and there's a minimum salary guaranteed that's based on how much the average top five folks at the position are being paid. So the exclusive one says, you can't sign anywhere but with me. And I have to guarantee you at least the average of the top five of your position. The second one, I believe says, you can go out and talk to teams, but I have the right of first refusal. I can match any offer that they give you and you have to stay. And under that one, if you if I choose not to match the order offer, I get comp- compensation draft picks from the NFL. The third one, I think, is you can go out and shop, and I don't have the right to match the offer, and I will automatically get compensation from the NFL if you sign somewhere else. I could be wrong on that third one. It's exclusive. It's compensatory. Uh, compensatory. I know. I know. Compensatory. And non-compensatory is the, the three tests. But essentially, the idea is we want players to be able to become free agents because that's the right thing to do as far as the bargaining goes. But we understand that certain players are so valuable to a franchise that when they leave through free agency just because, you know, Jacksonville doesn't have the kind of money that Dallas has in theory, even though with a cap, that there's, there's there needs to be compensation there needs to be protections. So that's what that means. It's an effort to keep players, and you only get one tag per year, and you only have a limited time to use it. I believe March sixth, I could be wrong on this. I think March 6th is the tag deadline. As of this moment, the only two players who have been tagged is the defender from Detroit, whose name I'm gonna kill, Ezekiel Ansa Ansa. I yep. I, I can't pronounce his name. And Jarvis Landry
0: from Miami. <laughs> Jarvis Landry. And Miami
1: supposedly is trying to trade him.
0: Yeah, to uh, Pittsburgh for so, Brian.
1: Oh my God, that is the stupidest thing ever. All right,
0: well I uh, don't, I uh, don't know what Miami's doing. Can we
1: shift to Miami at this point? Are we good yeah. with it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Jarvis Landry wanted fourteen <laughs> and a half million dollars a year. Yes. They tagged him, which guarantees him seventeen point one because that's the average of the top five salaries in wide
0: receiver. So he just made an extra three. And they, and half g- million they basically
1: dollars. said, "We're not sure if you're going anywhere else, but if you are, you're making at least another two million dollars <laughs> more than you already we like asked you. for." <laughs> Let me know, anybody, any of our listeners out there, FignutsDFS at gmail.com, at FignutsDFS on Twitter. If you walked into your boss's office and said to them, I'd like a raise, and he increased it by another, what is that, one-seventh, that's like 12%, gave you another, said, you know what, that's great, we're going to give you another 10% on top of that. you let me know if that's (laughs) ever happened to you in real life. Okay, you walked in, you said, boss, I'm making $50, I'm making $50 million, $50 million, $50,000 a year, and I really deserve 60 dollars and he went, you know what, you're absolutely right, I'm giving you seventy dollars <laughs> It does not happen in the real world, and the Miami Dolphins no, just no. made it happen for Jarvis Landry, and the idea was, you do this because you need him to stick around. No, they're apparently doing this to try and move him. Why?
0: Why would you do this? Allegedly.
1: But he's not. Does he want to go to Pittsburgh? Is he going to make that kind of money? That's a
0: big big weather change. I don't even worry about the weather change.
1: So Pittsburgh calls you up and says to Jarvis Landry, we want to talk out a negotiation with. Oh, by the way, part of the exclusive tag is that a long term deal, if you're going to if you're looking for one, has to be negotiated in advance before someone whose tag can be traded. So they call Jarvis Landry. And they say, Jarvis Landry, we know you're looking for about $14.5 million a year. We'll offer you $15 million a year for three years. And Jarvis Landry goes, no thanks. I'm going to make $17 million as a Dolphin this year, and then I'll be a free agent, and I can sign for whatever next year. So call me next year. Why on earth would you say, okay, (laughs) Pittsburgh, give me a contract for three years. I'll take a $2 million pay cut over what I can make next year. Because don't forget, NFL contract guaranteed money is up front.
0: Yeah. It's uh, in the signing bonuses
1: so they can cut him after one year so he can stay one year in Miami with a guaranteed 17.1 go to I don't
0: know or go
1: to Pittsburgh under a contract that may only last one year for 15 million.
0: It does not take
1: a freaking genius to say I'll stay in Miami and become an unrestricted free agent. Make yeah. them tag me again because that's the other thing. If they tag me again, anybody who was a free agent this year, and I have the list here if you need to go <laughs> over it, anyone who was a free agent this year, they're going to get big money. The tag number next year is going to be like 18, 19 million. It's yep. another guaranteed freaking <laughs> raise.
0: Yes. I don't think any other job has that on earth.
1: Miami has totally misplayed the situation, in
0: my opinion. I don't know what they
1: totally misplayed. Well, then
0: again, I honestly don't know what they were doing with color either like why they thought that was a good idea
1: well that was that was necessity
0: that guess, was necessity
1: yeah. i mean you know Tannehill. i mean but if you're gonna pay 17 and a half million dollars you've got to think Tannehill's the future right now you've got i'm tired of hearing about how next year is going to be Tannehill's breakout year i bought into it in 2016 i am not buying into that again no screw that nightmare no <laughs> no absolutely not absolutely not so that's I think Miami has has backed themselves into a very bad corner. Yep. What do you think? I mean,
0: it makes really no sense unless they really like Jarvis Landry and they want him to get more money. Maybe. And why would <laughs> Pittsburgh want him? Why? Because um, all their issues with Bryant, they don't want him.
1: Great. You've got Juju Smith Schuster. The kid's good. And he's still under a rookie deal for like three more years.
0: Yep. As, hey, wait, wasn't Bryant a rookie? No, he wasn't.
1: Well, yeah, like in in like 2005. I mean, yeah, no, like 2010. So, but yeah, no, he's not. He's not under his first deal. Smith Schuster's under his first deal. No, no. Yeah. Here's what you do. You call Jarvis Landry and you go, Jarvis, you go ahead and play for Miami for 17 million. Keep yourself healthy. We'll give you 17 million dollars the year after to come to Pittsburgh. Maybe we'll call you in a year. We'll call you in a year.
0: Maybe maybe we'll call you in eight months. No, no
1: it's so stupid. I think Miami <laughs> just completely misplayed.
0: They did. So uh, here's another thing going on. Which yeah, talk to me. Still a question. Um, so report the NFL is going to change the rule about coaching hires. Okay. So you know how like you're in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and you can't like go interview. You can't go your talk active. to other
0: teams. They're going to change that. Where you're an assistant, and you know Miami wants a new coach, and you're in the playoffs. You can get hired before the playoffs end. I don't like that. I think that really screws up the morale. If you know, like, well, I mean, I know how the NFL works and coaches move on and stuff, but if you're in the middle of the playoffs, playoffs, if you're in the middle of the playoffs and you know that your coach is leaving, I don't know. I feel like that's weird. But, I mean, that's
1: essentially what New England dealt with this year because we all knew Matt Patricia was going to Detroit. They just weren't, they'd already interviewed him. They'd already talked about it. They just can't, couldn't announce it before the end of the postseason. So, I mean, from that perspective, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, But, yeah, I mean, I just, I can't, I, I just don't, I think it takes away from the focus of the team. So you have a really good coaching yeah, staff. Yeah, it's, it's
0: a distraction.
1: It's a distraction, and it's time away. So you're telling me, all right, so let's let's put this rule into effect for what happened with Matt Patricia. Let's go that route. So you hire Matt Patricia. Are you going to look at him and say, okay, so as soon as New England's out, we'll see you the week after? Or are you going to say, okay, we want you here three days a week, from now until the end, until the, the playoffs are done, because there's prep time, you still have the old job, or are you walking out on your team in the yeah. middle of a postseason? <clears throat> you can't do that. That's yep. terrible. That's terrible. I no, I, I I think, I think the system as it is now is the way to go. Personally, I mean, really, what did Detroit lose by waiting to to announce Matt Patricia? No, Everybody knew who was going.
0: Nothing. They all lost out. Indianapolis. <laughs>
1: That's what I was going to say. You know who who really wants this rule to be true? Indianapolis. The Colts. Although I really think the Colts ended up the winner in that situation. I think Frank Reich is going to do wondrous things.
0: For a quarterback that may not be Andrew Luck. Right. Because Andrew Luck may not have an arm right now. Who knows? Well, which
1: is another thing on my list. Wait a minute. Where is it? I don't know. It was on my list. Damn it.
0: I didn't change your list. Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. So
1: (laughs) there are a what if bunch of reports. All right. Chris Wessling. Of NFL.com, pardon okay. me if I killed your name. Supposedly a fantastic reporter. I have not read his stuff. Uh, and Will Brinson, who is one of the analysts for CBS, both have postulated that there is a possibility that Andrew Luck gets traded to Cleveland. And Cleveland sends... Dear God, why? ...up to four draft picks, including the first overall and I think the fourth overall or the fourth and the second round or something like that. Four yeah, draft picks for Andrew Luck. You don't even know if he can throw. It's a risk for the Browns, but... They I'm, don't even know. Like, he
0: can even like he can even pick up a football.
1: <laughs> I guess the theory behind it is that a semi-healthy Andrew Luck is better and, than than a Deshaun Kaiser or anyone gonna, they draft.
0: And if you're Andrew Luck and you're going to Cleveland, you're probably going to get hit a lot.
1: <laughs> it's like being banished to Detroit from the Kentucky Fried movie. Yeah. <laughs> You know, do your worst to me. Send him to Detroit. No, no. anything with that. I'll tell you anything. You know, that's I. I. It, it's definitely a banishment if that's the case. But I mean, if you're Cleveland, would you rather? I mean, I.
0: I guess. Would you rather have a Andrew Luck at fifty percent or Deshaun Kaiser at ninety percent?
1: <laughs> and a rookie quarterback, because that's what you're going to draft in the first round. Of course. Or do you go to Indiana? If you're Indianapolis. Are you willing to part with Andrew Luck because you can live one more year under the Jacoby Brissett experiment while you train his successor with the number one pick? And I mean, that would more be picks. genius for the Colts. So you would think the Colts would be the big winner definitely, in a deal like
0: that? Definitely. Not even if Luck
1: was healthy. What if Luck was completely healthy?
0: Uh, I think the Colts are in position. They need a lot. They, they need, need a lot, lot which of is, help,
1: which is why four draft picks yeah. for one guy makes sense. Yeah. They're, the Colts are not going anywhere in 2018.
0: No, maybe not 2019 either. Yeah,
1: I mean, six wins. 2020? Yeah. 2020 <laughs> is going to be the year for Donald Trump and for the Indianapolis Colts. You heard it here first. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. No, no seriously. But, um,. That happened today too by the way. Very <laughs> quietly. I don't know if you heard about that. What? The Trump 2020 campaign became oh, official. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink this beer now. So, oh, and what else became official? Again, I know we try not to be political, but um, they've filed the paperwork so that the Trump Defense Fund can accept donations. Oh, good. So, good. a president who says he's never done anything illegal and isn't Has, and, and shouldn't be fund. prosecuted now is starting a defense fund. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, uh, anyway, back to actual football <laughs> stuff. I just thought that was funny. I'm like, no, no, innocent people don't start defense funds in my opinion. Not usually, you know. Not usually. Anyway, so um, uh, I apologize for that. I know we we try to be very apolitical here, and (laughs) I just kind of just kind of branched out. But okay, so the Colts, what's what's you need to rebuild?
0: No, definitely. You
1: need to rebuild. You need a running back. Frank Gore is is a free agent. Jonathan Stewart's free. Jonathan Stewart's (laughs) available. There's a lot of aging running backs out there. You need definite help on your defense. Your defense yeah. was a joke Bob Sanders year. is no
0: longer playing. Bob Sanders, wow. I loved Bob Sanders. I feel like he hasn't played in 20 years. He, That's how long I it's been. I think he retired in like
1: 2008, 2009.
0: Has it been that long? Wow. I'll look it up. Yeah, Bob Sanders up. was one of my favorite defensive players.
1: Wow. <laughs> so anyway, so I mean, you need a lot of pieces there. Yep. And you've got one high value piece that may or may not be a part of your future. They did this once before, did they not? Did they? did they not let Peyton Manning go because they needed to draft Andrew Luck at number one? Oh, yeah. But the difference was, because Manning was a legend, they did, that wasn't a trade, right? They cut him.
0: I, because of his neck injury. They
1: released him, though. That was his request that he be released, so that he could have some say over where he ended up.
0: Yeah. And he ended up in Denver. It worked so. worked this is uh, not... Quick aside, Bob Sanders uh, retired in 2011 with the I was
1: going to say, I want to say it was about two, on 2012, 2013, but 2011 makes sense. So, I think this is not uncommon for the Colts to go with, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Is it, will it happen? Even the guys who have postulated this yep. have said, we don't think it's going to happen. So, the odds of it happening are not strong. But, that being said, it's a possibility. So you would definitely think the Colts would be the winner on that deal. Yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. Definitely. I love it too. I love it too. So, um, okay, so we're we're almost out of time. We have got a few more minutes left. We do <clears> uh, notable retirement. We had Matt uh, Forte
0: retire. He did. He almost made it to um, ten thousand yards.
1: Sad. I liked Matt close. Forte a great deal. He was close. Um, our friend Sean is a big um, Bears fan. And uh, I remember when Forte had his breakout season with the Bears probably three or four years ago, I picked up Forte in a late round just because it was a chance for... I had a feeling he might have some good stuff. I think it was like probably seventh or eighth round I picked up Matt Forte. And he had a really good season, and it killed Sean every
0: week. <laughs> That's we, all that matters. That, you
1: know, I'd be sitting on his couch watching the game with him, and they would cut to a game break, and hear Matt Forte with a 25-yard scamper, and he would be like, yes, yes you son of a, you know, I mean, <laughs> it was, it was, it was great joy. And I think I did eventually trade him to him and then he got hurt. So
0: yeah, I had Bob's, I had Bob Sanders. I had um, Forte a couple times.
1: Great player.
0: Good. He's very, injury hampered. Very versatile though, when he was healthy.
1: Yeah. Injury hampered, limited by some really bad teams. You know, don't forget yeah, the Bears offense Bears has never been exactly a juggernaut. No. you know i mean so there there's that too mm-hmm. but um yeah so all right uh well let's we'll, we'll wrap this one up a little bit early today we have a lot yeah. we covered a
0: lot today we did
1: and you know we stayed and we even opened a un- third beer no i haven't Well, third beer well i technically have had one because well, we technically see, yeah. we both
0: have yeah yeah i've one had
1: one beer so um <laughs> but part of that is because i need to use the bathroom really bad i'm gonna admit that up front um, so my last thought this week is just going to be, um, you know, uh, Saturday night we played some board games at my house. We had Craig and some other friends over. Thank you all for coming over. Those who came over. Deb came over, our friend Rich. And uh, we played a game that's uh, I'm teaching at the uh, upcoming ConCon uh, event in Stanford at the end of March called Betrayal at Baldur's Gate, which is a DD and d game based on Betrayal at the House on the Hill, which is a classic board builder um, kind of haunt game. And Craig got to be the traitor. I did. Uh, he summoned did. a dragon to try and keep us distracted while he robbed every house blind. Yes. Um, but my movement
0: was very slow, so it did not help.
1: Yeah. It's, fortunately, we uh, we were able to subdue the dragon before Craig could get away with his nefarious scheme. But what did you think? Is that your first experience with Betrayal of Baldur's? I know you played Betrayal at the house. The Baldur's, yeah. What did you that was, think of the Betrayal at the Baldur's, Baldur's Gate?
0: Uh, it was fun. I think it was a little more relatable for me since I played... I've played those games before. Yeah, we played so. a
1: lot of D and D growing up, and a lot of D and D based games, like we played um, the Baldur's Gate video game series yeah. and things of that nature. So it was definitely it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm looking forward to teaching that. I'm teaching that. I'm teaching Star Wars Rebellion, which is our old favorite that takes like six hours to play. Um, what else am I teaching? I'm teaching Dice Town. But yeah, a couple, and it's only in two weeks, man. Two weeks from this Thursday, I'm leaving. I can't wait. Cannot it's going. Wait.
0: To a hotel to teach board games. Go, go to a hotel
1: half an hour from my house. I could literally commute to this thing, but I don't care to <laughs> because the odds are I'm going to be up till 2 a.m. every night playing board games, and all my teaching slots are at 8 a.m. So Why did you do that to yourself? I didn't. I I, cho- I I don't mind doing the early morning slots when it comes to the teaching, and sometimes there's just a game that's going on at 2 a.m., and you're like, frick, yeah, I want to be a part of that, man. So... Um, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, www dot con like Connecticut shortened C O N N C O N for convention.com con Um, a lot of fun. We enjoy it. Um, looking forward to it. My wife treats as a mini vacation. She signs up for like three games then spends the rest of the time wandering Stanford, going to the library, going to the mall, doing some fun stuff. She's teaching she's teaching Betrayal of Baldur's Gate one one afternoon, too. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I'll be signing up for that. So that's a beautiful thing about it. When you have a game that's being taught more than once and by two different people, I can actually play the game during her slot and then teach the game during my slot and get the best of both worlds. So so that's my final thought. My final thought this week is about board gaming. Craig, what is your final thought this week? <clears throat>
0: Uh, my final thought this week is um, really just a reminder. If you like this podcast, uh, leave us a review on iTunes, even though we're on Spotify now. But if you leave a review on iTunes, I, I don't know.
1: Can we can we review on Spotify? I don't know. If you it's can leave, leave us a review, however you listen to us, stitcher, does it?
0: Stitcher does it. Uh, Google Play iTunes does it. Is the best spot.
1: iTunes definitely does it. And if you can leave us a review on Spotify, do it.
0: Yeah. Oh, and you know what? Hi, I'm going to say hi to Jeff and Cinch. Jeff and Cinch. Hey, you yeah. know,
1: Cinch. Since because I've been sick for the last couple of weeks, Cinch very casually slid in this week on Facebook and was like, "Hey, if you need somebody to sit in, <laughs> you know, I have reached out by the way to um, my family's college football expert Adam and asked him to clear a Wednesday to come down here and do this with us." And his response was pretty much "Why?" Um,
0: <laughs> and I, see, see if, you, if you know Adam, that's uh, that that's pretty that's normal. pretty straightforward. That's
1: pretty par for the course for Adam. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, I need somebody who can understand college football and, and talk a little bit about the draft before the draft happens. I mean, I can read all I want. Adam watches college football. He's a, he's a Penn State grad. He loves college football, has watched it for years. He can speak to it a lot better than I can. Um, we're still working on the technology to get guests in here because otherwise I'd be calling, you know, I'd be calling if we were talk about college, I'd call Pat James. Our buddy on Twitter. I mean, he's he was uh. Before, yeah,
0: definitely. We'll have to. Um, before
1: college <laughs> DFS became illegal, he was like one of the preeminent college DFS experts in the nation. So he knows college football inside and out. The problem is, we are a very low budget show. We are, and we just don't have the the Not equipment yet. yet. One day to um to to panel we need people to go in. Fund me. Yeah, you know th- that's a possibility. <laughs> you know, it's always a possibility for us to do that. If we could ever get Two Roads to actually sponsor us, you Damn know. It. Um. Yeah, and, and I hope Two Roads isn't offended. I have not had a Two Roads beer the last couple weeks so we've been doing this podcast. Well, I mean,
0: we've had Two Roads beer for like a month and a half straight.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. So. And I love their stuff. But like I explained in episode 34, this is the lull for me. The next beer I love comes yeah, out in there, like March. I was
0: there yesterday, and all the, um, all the seasonal stuff, except for one thing, was all gozes.
1: Yeah, well, tarts are the big thing right now. Tarts are absolutely the big thing. I mean, uh, what do they have? Well, yeah, I mean, even... Yeah, because right now it's zero to sixty, which is a tart IPA, is their seasonal ro- in the rotation. So that's yeah, enough, that's they another had a tart Scottish uh, ale. Did you try it? It did. How was
0: it? It was good. It was very light. I'm not a
1: Scottish ale guy, so well, it
0: was, yeah. It was more. It was like a light, you know, like a light Guinness, maybe. Nice, very nice. <clears throat> yeah, but anyway. So anyway
1: two roads still you should sponsor us and if you could do us a favor and hur- hurry up the uh, release of Monster and kentucky <laughs> ale that would be greatly appreciated because those are the, the next beers that i actually drink so i mean it's it just there's batches that come out in their seasons that i really like i'm not a stout guy so i don't like the winter and they do a lot of stouts during the winter so anyway uh, anyway so that's our final thoughts enjoy your week everybody we will be back next week we will have results from the combine, or as Brady Quinn called it today on NFL radio, the underwear Olympics. That's um, strange. It, it's it's becoming like the new thing. It's funny. So really quick. I know. I know. I've, I've, we've done final thoughts for like the last 10 <laughs> minutes. Um, it was very interesting. Brady Brady Quinn was talking about how the combine has changed, where it was literally, you know, 15 years ago, it was medical exams. All medical exams. You came. You did the wonder lick. You met with teams. You did a medical, physical he did some of the skills competitions and everybody just gathered notes. And it was just um, scouts there gathering information. Now it's become like the NFL's national convention. Like Brady Quinn was talking about it. He ran into his chiropractor there. and He was like, what the hell are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I've got a booth set up over there to tell the rookies about chiropractic care. <laughs> it's become like literally like the showcase like a trade for everything. Show? Yes, it's become like a trade show for was, the NFL. Was
0: Tom Brady's doctor there?
1: It, it might have been. Probably did have a booth. He probably did. He probably. I mean, he's like the, the people are. He, I guarantee his magic magic pajamas were for sale there. Probably his, his book. magic pajamas. Agents show up. Scouts show up. Former players show up um, to talk about uh, the different things you should look for. Um, there's all these ethical things. It has become a huge thing, and it has become so big that it used to be. You came in like if quarterbacks would be medical on Friday throwing on Saturday and you'd be done. No, everybody comes in now on Tuesday or Wednesday and stays through the weekend because there's so many interviews and there's so many things to get done. That's
0: it. We need a press pass. We
1: need a, there's a radio row now. There's a radio row. The NFL um, NFL's channel on Sirius has a set there. That's where Brady Quinn was was writing was was broadcasting from. Really? And he was yes. He was on there. I think it's moving the changes his show on on the NFL
0: Network. He did not do that a lot.
1: No, he would no. No, <laughs> that's why he's that's why he's on the air now. He is really good on the radio station. So shout out to the serious NFL uh, Network. But anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll cover the combine stuff next week. We'll find out who impressed and who didn't. It, it can matter now. It used to be something as simple as medical and meet the teams and see who you liked. Now it's it's a star maker. Alvin Kamara. You know where Ivan Kamara impressed the crap out of the Saints? The Combine. Supposedly, Sean yeah. Payton walked out of the interview room from that, looked at his scout, and went, we need that kid. And we he's need a to Saints. find the way to get that kid. So it matters now. It's different. The Underwear Olympics matter. There's the title <laughs> of the episode. The Underwear Olympics matter. Craig is typing it into the computer right now. The Underwear Olympics matter.
0: Oh, man. Hashtag
1: Underwear Olympics matter. Trend we'll it on Facebook. Trend it on Twitter. This week, we'll try to. We'll try to. I, we're going to get kicked off Spotify after
0: one week. Ah, the title an episode, The Underwear fine. Olympics. Eh, there's worse on Spotify.
1: Oh, oh, yes. Oh, and I I was very clear with them. We're an explicit show. I was
0: very <laughs> clear in the application
1: that we are not polite. So, uh, all right. Anyway, let's wrap this up before we get too far off to- folks. We'll be back next week. Until then, enjoy your weekend. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Take care, everybody.